Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all across the internet. And welcome to the Central New York Hockey Report. I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and guys, it's here. Hockey season is officially in full swing throughout the entire hockey world, and we're just glad to be a part of it. Uh, for today's show, we are going to do our preview of the Utica Pioneers men's and women's hockey teams. Uh, before we get into that, I do want to bring in our, our hosts, our co-hosts, and our guests. Uh, sitting next to me, of course, my buddy, the guy with the keyboard over there, getting all impatient, wants to touch the buttons. Dave, the oh, same Warner. I don't want to touch the buttons. I just, I do it just to thrill you. Yeah, well, I was like, your fingers were shaking. I'm like, he's got something in store. I don't, no, 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 no. You know, so. <laughs> and anyway, speaking of the Utica Pioneers, coming to us from what looks like a dorm room at the Utica University, uh, Mr. Jordan Brockway. Jordy, what's going on? It's going good, and hope this time there won't be any noise interruptions. Yeah, well, you know what? The, just added flavor to the show. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Did sound like he had a washing machine going on in the background there, but I yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, last time he was on, it was like a dorm party going on. It was yeah, awesome. Really, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And to help us sort this all out, uh, this guy knows more about Division Three hockey than just about anybody that I know of on this planet. Uh, he is a writer for the USCHO. He is the mastermind behind the D3 Hockey News. He is the one, the only, Mr. Chris Sugar. Chris, what's going on? I appreciate the intro there. It was uh, <clears throat> well-crafted. Uh, no, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's going off some exams, but no, I appreciate the, the boxing-style intro. Well, you know, I, I was trying to do my best Michael Buffer voice, you know. Right. But the older I get, I just can't roll the R's anymore, so that's... Uh... <laughs> I'm young and I can't, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> so anyways, guys, let's get right to this. Uh, we're going to talk about those Utica Pioneers, and I think uh, we're going to start with the men's team. So just to recap real quick, last season, uh, the Utica Pioneers men's team finished with an overall record of 25-3-1. They were a perfect 20-0-0 in the UCHC. Uh, final ranking of five in the last national polls. Uh, but this season, they come in ranked sixth. And we've got a lot of roster upheaval we're going to have to talk about. And we they got a big test right off the hop with number two, Adrian, coming to town. Uh, so, first of all, guys, let's um, let's go over the key losses in the key additions. Um, you know, last year's team was a very veteran-heavy team um, that was definitely built to make a big run into the, uh, the finals. Um, unfortunately, it, it didn't happen. Uh, the University of New England tripped them up there. But uh, gone from the roster are Dante Zabata, Justin Allen, Connor Fedoric, Lucas Herman, Jason Dobey, uh, Mick Kern, Joey Berkopek, uh, Remy Parker, Regan Cavanaugh, Brandon Osmondson, Buster Larson, Jackson Rukowski, and John Monkovic. Big losses, Chris. Indeed. I mean, I think if any, I mean, I think if anything, it's one of those. It sounds bad to say, or it sounds like <clears throat> you're kind of being that typical. I don't want to say just, you know, pessimistic guy or just kind of like a hater if you want to say it. But, you know, every year they're hyped up as this, like, the best thing in D3. Just on, like, say paper, just in, you know, terms of media. And they just haven't been able to get done the NCAAs. So I just don't – I think, if anything, with this year, it's kind of a fresh start. You're not really being expected, I guess, in – for people that really follow the sport, they're not expected to do or – you know, perform at the level they usually do just because they have so many new guys. But I guess in terms of the usual 
you know, fans or people, you either love Utica or you hate him. There's nobody who really just says, yeah, you know, they're all right, whatever. It's usually you, you have one or the other about him. So what are you saying? The, the you New know, York I, Yankees I, of D3 hockey? Is that what it is? <laughs> I'd refer it almost like, I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan. I kind of relate it to that. <laughs> oh, I mean, there you go. There we go. <laughs> I like Dallas, but I mean, it, it's driving people. They're hyped up. It's like every single year, then this happens, and then it's like, so I just think with a fresh start, it, it can kind of help them out and possibly, you know, maybe you just get some younger guys in there that don't really know the past or know the what's been going on, like their UNE issues. Maybe that solves it. But they, they haven't been able to win the NCAA, the NCAA game. So at, at the end of the day, it's, you know, you're concerned about what they're going to do this season, but they really have nowhere to go but up because the UCHC, UCHC still shouldn't be a problem for them. No, and you know we're going to look at that in a little bit. Um, but you know you're right. I mean, you know this is going to be a completely new roster just about because they've only got ten players returning from last season's team. Uh, Jordy, I know you've got to take a look at them uh, Saturday, or I'm sorry, Friday night at the Adirondack Bank Center. And I actually put an article out today on CNYHockeyReport.com about all of the new players coming in. They got fifteen first year players and two transfers coming in. Was there anything that stood out to you when you saw the got the first look at them on Friday night? Well, first thing that stuck out was looking through the preview and the, the thing you'll pick up when you come in. There, this is the largest roster turnover since 2010-2011. So, going in, I just said, "Screw it, we're gonna we're probably going to lose." And my first question was, "Who's going to be in that?" You saw Ethan Roberts for two periods, and then you saw Landsberger for one. The first two goals, I. If I were Ethan, I'd want back because he got beat on a – it was a backhander low on his blocker side, and then they started attacking his blocker side, and they got him early. But once he figured it out, he short up. The second period was great hockey. And the beginning of the third, the only reason I feel like they got burned so bad with goals is because Lanzi came in and Lanzi was, was cold. Sure. If it wasn't for that, I don't think they lose by as much, but – I mean, not some guys didn't stick out because I wasn't necessarily looking for their game. Some of them did, like Spagnuolo coming over from Adrian. He looks really good. Herrera coming in from the Junior Comets. I saw I was seeing him a lot in where I was looking. Um, obviously Ethan Roberts and goal looked really good, and it was mostly just a matter of the whole team itself didn't look too bad. I expected a lot worse and got a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course that first period was a little rough, but I mean, in all fairness to the pioneers, that was their first game that they were playing together with pretty much an entirely brand new roster. And the, the USA U 18s had been playing since mid September and you're talking about a team that's loaded with, you know, future NHL draft picks. I mean, Cole Eisenman's projected to go top five in this upcoming draft. So I really don't put a lot of stock in, in preseason because, you know, coaches are, are throwing different players, different lines together. They want to see what works. They're not really more, more or less concerned about the W. Uh, the one thing that really stood out to me with this, this incoming uh, crew that their crop of players is coming in, guys, these guys are huge. They're huge. I, I wrote that article this morning, and I, I think that maybe there was two players that are under six foot, you know, a few players that are maybe under 180. 
Coach Heenan and, and Coach Terrian are definitely building a big, big, strong team uh, that, you know, maybe they're, they're at least for this season, going to go away from the running gun a little bit and maybe go more towards the physical end. What do you think, Chris? I mean, possibly. I think the skill is always going to be there. I mean, oh, they're always going to have, I think, one of those where kind of going back to like their their ranking or why, you know, they're still viewed highly is because they're always going to have a good roster. Utica's not going to, the recruiting's never going to go down. If anything, it's going to keep going up, and especially with all the, you know, the D1 rumors, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, they're not going to get worse in terms of skill. And I just think, you know, if, if he thinks he needs a bigger team or can play more physically, then maybe they're getting bullied in some ways. I mean, I don't, watch Utica as much as you guys do, obviously. I mean, I see a decent amount of them, but you know, if, if that's a, a change of style, it can't hurt. I mean, that's, that's kind of how a lot of West teams play. It's more of a physical style play of the body. I mean, Hobart seems to do that a lot in Plattsburgh in terms of teams that I would recognize from the East that kind of stand out in terms of that style of play. But I mean, Utica, if they're going to do it, they're, they're the type of team that they're the type of program I should say that is able to do it because they can in a way kind of pick and choose who they, who they would want to get. And if that's the guy they want to get, there's a good chance they can land him over if another program wanted to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I'm, and I don't mean that as, as they're going to go to a completely you know grind them down team, but I think maybe perhaps you're, you know when you look past once you get past the UCHC and you get into the NCAA's, that's more of the game, right? You you got to be. It's more of a physical game. We've seen that in the past few years, and I, and I kind of just tend to think that obviously size wins in that situation. And that's exactly what they were looking for. But you're right, Chris, the, the recruits here, I'm, I'm looking at some of the numbers that some of these guys have had. So Aiden Hughes, he's coming in. He had 76 points in 53 games played last year. Andrew Della Rovere, he was 83 points in 53 games. He's They're bringing in scorers, guys. There's no doubt about it. That there's players coming in that can put the puck in the net. Uh, but this is just going to be a completely different roster. And, you know, looking at the schedule, they're not going to have much time to, to gel because, uh, as we all know, number two Adrian is coming to town. Uh, that first game is tomorrow night, Friday night at 7 p.m., and then Saturday again at 2 p.m. Uh, Chris, you cover Adrian quite a bit. What can you tell us about them? <laughs> yeah, I've been, um, in a way, I guess some people have said I have favoritism toward him, but I really don't. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I like Coach Krug, but it, it just it turns out there were – I end up being, I mean, the final four, I'm not just going to not go because Adrian's there, you know, so sure. they're there. I mean, and who doesn't want to go to a Utica Adrian game in Utica? I mean, it's, it's one of those where, you know, you'd be stupid not to if you can. So, you know, I think with Adrian, they're, I mean, they're losing a lot too. I mean, they've lost, arguably, you could have said they lost the, some of the, you know, the top guys at D3 in general, and then older guys in their team. They're bringing a lot in, and goaltending last season was kind of the nobody really knew. It would it would seem secure at times, then other times it would just seem you know what's going on. Um, hence that UNE game, but I'm not gonna I'm gonna kind of count that as an outlier because the other goalies couldn't do anything either. So right. um, we'll just move past that. But it, it just kind of seemed as though it, I think goaltending will be that's what I'd be looking for with Adrian to see how that that goes for him. Just because again, Utica is very I mean. You know, you can look at Adrian and say they're as good. You know, Utica's got guys too, obviously. So it's if the goalie's not on, it can get Utica can make it, you know, a blowout as well. It just depends who does well. And I mean, again, Adrian, it's not like they're returning the whole team. I mean, they're losing a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And Jordy, you mentioned Dante Spagnolo earlier. When I was doing that write up, I didn't realize he played three years of D one already at Mercyhurst. 
and then he went over to Adrian, and now he's coming to Utica for his graduate year. So definitely some experience coming in as well. Yeah, and we know Gary likes his schedules as stacked as he possibly can get them, like with St. John's coming in later this year for the Thanksgiving Showcase. So I had a feeling Adrian was coming back. I just didn't know how early. <laughs> well, so hopefully it's not like, thankfully it's not UNE where I'm getting nightmares of the goalie. <laughs> so hopefully it's exciting this weekend. Yeah. I, well, I think it will be. I, I think there's no doubt about it. I just, you know, it's, it is what it is. Like I said, you're going to be seeing a Utica team that's, that's really just starting to play together for the first time. So it's going to be really interesting, but you mentioned the schedule. So let's take a look at Look ahead at that a little bit. Uh, right after the Adrian series, they're at home for two games against Stevenson. Uh, November 3rd and 4th, Stevenson actually got some votes in the USCH, the latest USCHO poll. So they're not a pushover either. So those first four games, you know, there's your test right there for your new roster. So. Hold on. <laughs> I, have, I have, like, notes everywhere, and I'm trying to figure out which one's which. That's a... <laughs> well, you're doing... I can fill in some time if you need it. Yeah, go right ahead. If you got if you got I can too, you know. No, I was just gonna... uh, <laughs> He was dying to do I knew that. I'm ready. <laughs> what do you mean you saw me? I'm not on camera. No, I have an aura. I just I know just... you have it. I know you have something. I always have something. <laughs> yep. Well, I just think kind of it's almost like it's the reverse of last year. I mean, they went to Adrian twice and then Stevenson twice back to back with the travel schedule. So I mean <clears throat> if you were going to ha- p- you know, pick a world, I think you'd prefer this one where you, at least you get them all at home and you don't have to go cross country on, you know, short weeks and whatnot. And, and I also think, I mean, you got to schedule when you can. I mean, the UCHC, uh, the current UCHC, as I should call it, it, as big as it is, I mean, it doesn't leave much room for you to be able to schedule unless you're going to play a Wednesday night game, which just isn't going to happen with Adrian because you want him for two or Stevenson just sure. geography. So with them, you almost kind of have to front load it just because of the way – it's going to go. And I mean, and like I said, I mean, St. John's, I love them coming in. I think that's a great, I like when there's the, the crossovers. Now, St. John's is one of those teams. I think they're underrated. I mean, I said in my, like my preseason thing, I think St. John's could win that league. They're always just kind of that. They're the team that nobody really thinks of, I think. And they can just sometimes pull it off. I like the St. John's team coming in for the tournament. Sort of reminds me of trying coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the team that nobody ever really heard of. And then they come to the tournament. It's like, wow, these guys are actually pretty good. So, uh, yeah, it's they're over. I, a lot of the West teams tend to be overlooked, especially like I don't want to call them mid tier because I don't, you know, you kind of put them into like pockets here. But right. like, I just think a lot of those te- like the teams that aren't consistently in the in the final fours or in their conference championships. I just think a lot of the West teams are overlooked, and it's partially why I'm occasionally told I have a, a West bias, even though I've been told I have an East bias. <laughs> Else, but whatever you just have biases um, everywhere you collect them yeah which typically you know averages out to neutral yeah right. math um but i i think that the west I, a lot of people overlook them just because they don't like why would you want to watch if you're in maine why would you watch a marion hockey game you wouldn't realize that they're right. pretty good and that they beat and that they beat adrian and saint norbert you wouldn't know that no but they did it's <laughs> so that's i just think it's one of those like just kind of geography pocket things yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking of that Thanksgiving showcase, there's another pretty good team coming to town for that, and that's the number 11, Oswego State Lakers. Uh, no guarantee that the Pioneers and the Lakers will play in the showcase. However, they will be playing December 9th up in your neck of the woods 
up there at uh, at Oswego, and it's going to be a rematch of, of last year's game. <clears throat> excuse me, which was actually having to be the Pioneers Teddy, teddy Bear Toss game. Uh, but I got a feeling that that's going to be a really good game because obviously the Lakers are going to be looking for some payback. And especially if they end up playing twice this season, that could be a real treat for Central New York hockey fans. Oh, 100%. I mean, with Oswego, it's it's the time of the year. They got it at a good time where, because they're not playing them sort of when all the students are gone and a lot of the times people just aren't. So you're going to have, you should have a good crowd. I mean, I believe it's during finals week. So, you know, I, most of the people going to that, to that game, they're going to go whether it's finals week or not. So right. um, <laughs> I, I think it, it's one of those where it should, it'll be a good atmosphere. I mean, it kind of, to just to be kind of blunt, it kind of sucks when Adrian comes to town for their tournament and there's like 500 people there or six right. just because there's no students, no town. It's just, during the holidays, you know, you get bad weather, the students are all gone. So you'd prefer to see that place with a full crowd for them. And so with Utica, it should be fun being able to see them with a full, you know, pretty much a full place instead of having it be kind of empty. But it, the Swiggers play well. I mean, they their worst games are usually against their quote-unquote worst opponents versus they usually seem to get up for the good, for the good opponents. So we'll see what happens. Did they lose a lot off their roster from last year? Swig, I, they lost some. I mean, for the most part, they got a couple transfers. I believe a few D ones. I haven't really focused too much in on them, but they. It's a pretty for the most part. It's a pretty veteran team. I mean, they. It, it's not a. It's nowhere near the turnover of like a Utica. And I don't think even like of Adrian. They. Yeah, I mean, on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So they'll be. They should be good. I mean, if you look on paper every year, and I've talked to various coaches who have said this, they have a top three roster every single year on paper. Top two or three, if you just look down the roster, but they just don't perform to that level. Sure. On paper, it's you look at it and you're like, how is this team not going to be, you know, top five? Yeah, I mean, I know that they got uh, Cal Shell coming back, uh, the goaltender there, who actually played very well in that game last year at Utica. Uh, you know, I felt actually kind of bad for him in that game because, I mean, the Pioneers ended up getting the shutout. I think it was like a 4 or 5 nothing final, but it just it didn't reflect four. how well it was for you, right? Uh, it just didn't reflect how well he played because the poor guy got shelled the entire game. Uh, but, no, like no I said, that, yeah, right? There. Hey, that's pretty good. Oh, God. Uh, there not, we go. And you know what? Davis was asleep at the wheel yeah, and had I, his finger no, on the button. I, I, was leading, yeah, I was leading back. back. I was leading back listening. Just about to fall asleep. Anyways. Uh, I am tired. <laughs> uh, speaking of that teddy bear toss game, actually there's a D1 opponent coming to town for that one in Stonehill. So that's going to be another really good test. I mean, there's going to be a lot of early season hockey that the Pioneers are going to have some really, really good opponents coming in. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a – it's an interesting kind of – with the D1s, you don't usually see – D1s or D2s for that matter because you're not going to get credit for the game on pairwise, which Utica, they're in the situation where they don't really have to rely on that being, you know, at the moment they're the favorites of the UCHC. Obviously, who knows what's going to happen. But, you know, as if we look at past history, you can kind of assume they're probably – at least to Heenan. Let's just say Coach Heenan assumes they're going to win the conference. <laughs> um, so they don't really have to worry about the the 25 games where you would need that extra credit for a win so they can afford to play a Stonehill. I mean, it's kind of like, if you had to ask me, it's sort of like, hey, you know, this is what we're presenting to Division One in terms of like an atmosphere. In terms, So it's to me, that's kind of what it could seem like. But no, it it should be it should be a good game. It's those games are almost kind of weird though because 
like in the USCHL poll, they matter, but in the grand scheme of things, they don't matter. Right. So it's just kind of a, it's a weird, you know, dynamic at times. Yeah, because that Utica D1 rumor will never go to rest until they actually do go to D1. It's a, it's almost like a pastime around here now. <laughs> yep, every year. The whole anytime anybody on campus figures out that I pretty much cover these guys, they go, "What's it about D1?" I go, "I have no clue." Just like everybody else, <laughs> the closely guarded secret that it is. Uh, one last series I really wanted to talk to you guys about was they got Nazareth. Coming up, let me see here. Uh, do, do, do. It's a home and home, January 26th and 27th. Uh, Nazareth is actually on the rise. They got uh, two first-place votes in the UCHC preseason poll. They're ranked number two in that poll behind Utica, of course. Uh, but you know what? That's, that could be definitely a series that they're looking at to make a name for themselves. Is the is that series in Utica or Naz? It's, it's a home and home. So okay, they're playing, home and home. Yep, okay. they're playing one in Utica and one in Naz. Okay, I think mean, it's fair. I think, do I see them splitting? I don't, I think Nazareth will do very well in the conference. I just don't know if they're going to beat Utica. I mean, I could see them easily being second. Sure. I just don't, I just have no reason to believe that Utica won't be first until proven otherwise. I mean, again, this weekend, this weekend, I don't think it'll even show much just because if they go out there and they get blanked 8 nothing and 5-2, it's like, what is it, you know? Not saying it's going to happen, but what's that going to mean in terms of the conference? You're not playing Adrian every weekend, right? So, right. It, 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 <laughs> so I think it's it's one of those where you know it, it, you'll see who the team is <laughs> yeah. against Stevenson. Yeah. It's Stevenson weekend. I think your most important weekend versus the Adrian. Yeah, absolutely, because that's right there in your conference and it's it's your wheelhouse. So I tell you what, guys, why don't we close this segment? With uh, the UCHC actually put out a thing on, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Their players. X. Stop saying the word Twitter. Well, I'm just trying so that we no, don't. No, no, it's X. Okay. Everybody Those knows that. Those links look weird when they come in your inbox. Yeah, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, actually. Mark, marks the spot. <laughs> like, Whoa, did I get hacked? <laughs> Anyways, uh, they put out a players to watch. And for Utica, they chose defenseman Kimball Johnson. And forwards, Jacob Burrow and Christian Acosta. Now, we had talked about all the, the losses on the roster earlier. Uh, I didn't mention that they lost their leading goal scorer, in Remy Parker, who had 23. Their assist leader, in Jason Dobey, who had 32. And uh, Dobey and Mick Curran tied for the points lead in 37. So tell us, Jordy, uh, a little bit about those three, and is there anybody else that we should watch for? So, yeah, Kimball, I mean, he kind of got the rest last game, but – Kimball, Briol, and Acosta, they all come back. They're all good at their own thing. Christian will probably be your scorer, a little bit of an agitator. Uh, Kimball will play your normal D role, except he steps up to the first pair this season. And then Briol's probably going to play some sort of opposite side to Christian. And all three of them, obviously, since they're the most senior guys, and Briol and Johnson were both the one, they're the ones to watch. But besides those guys, I mean – if they play a 1A, 1B, which is anything is possible with Gary, between Lanzi and Roberts, both of them, obviously, you want to watch. Um, Herrera impressed me last week. Carroll's coming along as an agitator. Um, Gut with the number change seems to be playing a little bit different, a little bit more up to what I expected. And there's, that, there's one yeah. more. And I, I want to say it's 
I don't know if I want to give it to him or not, but I'll just give it to um, Lundberg because yeah. he's very small. He's like there's probably three or four forwards that are that like Mick Kerr and Remy Parker size, that five nine five ten. He was one of those guys that I didn't hear his name at all, but I saw him everywhere. Right, everywhere. Right. Yeah, one of those guys, like a water bug, just everywhere. Yep. <laughs> water bug. Yeah, I'm going to be actually, you mentioned Ethan Roberts. I'm going to be really interested to see how that goaltending situation works out because Landsberger pretty much had the net to himself last year. Uh, Roberts coming over from D1 is, is going to push for playing time. So that, you know, and I think that's only going to help because if they're both pushing each other, then that competition usually works out for the best where, you know, everybody's trying to put their best foot forward every game. Not that they wouldn't anyways, but I'm just saying, when you feel like you got that that person in your rearview mirror that wants your spot, it's usually a pretty good motivator. So, yeah, that that Utica Pioneers goaltending situation is going to be pretty awesome too. Uh, Chris, any closing thoughts on the Pioneers men team? I, mean, I, think, I think it should be a fun year for them. I mean, again, it's one of those where, <clears throat> you know, if they do have – some growing pains, which they probably will. But if they do, it's like the people who watch it closely or fans are going to like expect it to happen. Like, I don't think people are going to be, I mean, are you two going to be shocked if they split with Adrian or possibly go own two and then go sweep Stevenson? Like with that, I mean, right. versus like the general fans may be like, Oh, you know, this same old thing. They just, you know, they're just not going to be good. It's versus you guys know it's like just growing pains. It, and so it's, I think they'll they'll still take the UCHC. I mean, that conference is getting – it does seem as though as the conference is kind of getting better and better now, it's just breaking off, so it's just not going to matter. But I think this year is probably going to be one of their best years in terms of overall teams. Like Wilkes, I think, should be very good in, uh, compared to last year. Stevenson, I mean, and Nazareth. So we'll see what happens with them. But I think Utica, it's, it's one of those where I think being under the radar could benefit them, especially come like tournament time. I, th- I think it could possibly be a reason why they get over that hump and win a playoff game. Right, right, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned uh, going 0-2 against Adrian. They did that last year, and it wasn't chicken little, the sky is falling, because they did end up with the number one ranking towards the end of the year. So, you know, you lose those first two games, the season is far from over. So it's not really that much to worry about. All right, guys, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the Utica, uh, Utica Pioneers women's team. We'll be right back. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our podcast, or sign up for our weekly email newsletter. Stop by today. You'll be glad you did. And we're back after listening to Dave the Saves. Awesome Rocky-type pump-up music. And it's all energized for segment two here. 
I do that just for you. Yeah, well, you know, hey, listen, I always appreciate it, pal. Yep, yep. All right. <laughs> Segment two, we're going to talk about the Utica Pioneers women's hockey team. Uh, this season, they entered the season actually ranked 13th. Uh, last year, they went 22-3-3. They were 17-1-2 in the UCHC. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, looking at this team this year, they remind me of the men's team last year where they return a lot of their core. And it feels, it's got a feeling like this is the year, right? Because the biggest loss, and it is a big loss, losing Georgiana Santulo. I mean, she is the the second leading scorer in program history. But, you know, I I went through the stats, and and they're returning so many other players and that core that really made that team great last year. Like, for instance, Erica Sloan's coming back. She had 24 goals last year. She led the team. She also led the team in points with 45. Uh, Santulo did lead in assists with 26, but right behind her was Carly Stefanini with 25, and that line was dynamite, right? But, like I said, really the biggest loss being Santulo. A lot of returners, though. So, Chris, overall, what's your thoughts on the Utica Pioneers women's team? I think initially I would have some – I don't usually put much value in exhibitions. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I think I would – I would take a look and put some value in that Canton game when they draw – I believe it was 3-2. Yeah. Canton came in and won. I would put some value in it just because it's one of those where – you know, don't get me wrong. Canton's actually up and coming. They they should be a pretty competitive team. I mean, they're, they're not a bad team by any means, but – it's one of those where it's those games that I would have liked to have seen them win or given Norwich a little bit better of a run. Cause just like it's an exhibition for Utica, it's an exhibition right. for the team. Right. I mean, so it, whether you're playing everybody, that just means Utica should have more familiar faces on the ice. And I mean, and again, it's an exhibition, not going to put much weight into it, but I would have liked to have seen them stay a little closer with Norwich instead of a six one. Yeah. And then, and then at least tie or beat Canton, you know, again, under the, under the circumstances of you have this much back, this is kind of the year allegedly that has the feeling of, you know, this could be it. So I just, those are my two, I guess, initial like early thoughts, but I mean, I have some, this weekend you'll find out a lot. Let's, oh, I'm like, certainly it's, will. it's a little different. Yeah. It's a little different than the men's situation. Cause they really haven't played. I mean, the USA team is better than probably any team they're going to play this season. Actually not probably they are. Um, <laughs> so them it's kind of you're just thrown into a test without studying versus you know the woman they've played two games they've got something on it so this is a more realistic you know competition and and also with Suffolk Suffolk's a very good team they have a new coach this year after uh Taylor Wasick I think that's how you say her name uh, right might have messed it up but whatever the case is she took the lending one d1 job they're very they're they're a good test because again they're not that renowned you know, powerhouse, but they made the NCAA tournament and they sure. could very well do it again. So that's a good test. And then you're going to get either Elmira or Adrian, which, you know, self-explanatory, it's, that's going to be, you know, your kickoff to start the year. So it's those, I think this weekend is kind of a better judgment than the men's first weekend, just because the women have kind of had a more traditional start in terms of like exhibitions and just, you're getting a more, you're easing in slightly more than getting Adrian right off the bat. Right, right, and you're right. I didn't. I did fail to mention that they did lose their two exhibition games. Uh, I did get to see the third period of that Canton game because uh, I was trying to, you know, go back and forth <laughs> between the odd and the University Nexus Center, and my phone was screwed up because it normally doesn't see that many steps. 
So I think it's my phone thought it was stolen because it was, you know. But uh, but yeah, they were up two to one going into that third period. Um, shorthanded goal got them late. It was you know just one of those things. But uh, you know you're, you're right. But let's talk about that that Utica University kickoff tournament because I think it's a great idea for starters. Uh, the inaugural Utica University kickoff tournament, and you're right, they stacked the deck for this tournament. So uh, Suffolk, who you just mentioned, actually received votes in the in the USCHO preseason poll. Adrian is ranked sixth. Elmira is twelfth. So no matter which way you cut it, the the pioneers are going to get test early. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, those games are the first two games are on Friday. I believe it's uh, 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock. Or no, I'm sorry, 1 and 4 o'clock. Uh, the Pioneers are playing at 4. And then <laughs> Saturday is just going to be wild because, I mean, if you thought Friday night was was insane, wait till Saturday rolls around when you have games at 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock at the Nexus. The men are playing at 2 over at the Odd. And then after that, the Comets are playing at 7 o'clock. So, it's just. And by the way, yeah. On Friday, it's four and seven. Oh, is it? Okay, I wrote it down wrong. Yeah, that's. Yeah. And then what? Because I well, since I'm going on Friday, I heard that, and I'm like, hold on, I need yeah. to make sure that. Well, <laughs> like, because I can't make one p.m., I can do four. <laughs> so yeah, I, wrote, I, I had it backwards, you know. And it's a good thing because you're covering the game for us. So here yeah. I am giving well, you the wrong is, times. Yeah. You know? Another part of the reason I just had to. I'm like, okay, well, let me reassess. This. Yeah. So, well. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a great idea to have that tournament early like that, and to have the teams in there because that they do. Because you know what, getting those tests early, we just talked about it earlier. You, you find out what your team has right off the hop. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely tiers to it. I mean, I the women do this a lot better than the men in terms of tournaments, and, and a lot of it's due to you know conferences and just scheduling. I, I get it, but. It, the women do it a lot better in the sense that you get those teams up in, and also it just helps that these teams are good that are condensed, you know, ge- geographically. But you get like the Plattsburgh tournament, the Middlebury tournament, Norwich tournament. It's always Plattsburgh, Middlebury. You know, you'll get like a, a Wisconsin River Falls this year, getting an Eau Claire and or an Adrian up there, like we saw last year. And then you'll throw in maybe another Nezcac or like an Elmira, like we saw last year. So you're always getting like last year in one of the women's tournaments. I think it was like one two four and I don't know, like 10 or something. So it's one of those where they definitely do a better job and like, it's good that Utica is doing it. And I think it's, it's also, it's good. Cause I think there is levels to it. Like Utica, they're, they're not a, you know, an NCAA tournament team every year. They're, they're not that type of team like a Middlebury or, or a river Falls seems to be. So, or like even a, or a Plattsburgh, I forgot to mention, yeah, hard to forget them, but you know, you've got, those teams all kind of grouped at the top in the top five, they all have their tournament. And I think this is very good because you have a battle of kind of like the teens and then in the, you know, five to 10, like you get that Adrian, you get Elmira who's in and out Utica, who's now finding themselves a lot in that 10 to 15 range. And then it's, I just think it's kind of, it's a good, and even Suffolk now they're also finding themselves in that kind of 15 range. So it's, it's a, I think it's a very good tiered tournament in the sense that, you know, like the top teams, the, uh, like the elite always having their tournaments. Now Utica is having one that's very much of that, you know, pretty much just a group of teams looking to make that, that leap. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, and again, that's going to help, help them in the rankings too, especially if they have a strong showing in this tournament, 
it's going to be like, oh, okay, well, they're not beating up on, on teams that they should be beating anyway. Now they're beating higher-level competition, which is what I really think they need the, the most to really prove themselves uh, to the voters. You know, And looking ahead at some of the other games that they got, uh, December 9th, they're at number five, Hamilton College, which, you know, last season's game was just awesome. It ended up being a 2-2 tie. Uh, Hamilton College threw everything but the kitchen sink at them. And the Pioneers came back and to, to get the tie in the third period. Uh, but that's another good test early, too. So, uh, you know, Hamilton College just named a new coach. Uh, Kate Holtz was named yesterday. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see how they look. But the, the big one for the Pioneers is getting by Nazareth. Nazareth is ranked 11th in the country coming in. And um, they've beaten the Pioneers. For, they beat them for the title last year. Uh, heartbreaker. Heartbreaker in the final of the UCHC tournament, three uh, two in double overtime. But uh, for the Pioneers to get into the NCAA tournament, uh, they're probably going to need to get that UCHC automatic bid. Even though they might get some, might get an at large bid. If, if bid, sorry, if they do, you know, really good against the other teams. But um, Nazareth is the one. And what do, we, what do we know about Nazareth? Have they have they had some key losses, key gains, anything? Nazareth, they have a very, very young team. I believe, and I'm going to misquote myself, but it, it's something it's something like 11 um, freshmen, and then I think like seven sophomores, and then they only have like, they only have five juniors and seniors combined or something like that. So it's a very, very young team, and it, it's kind of fun to see what they'll be able to do. I mean, I think... Again, it's one of those you don't want to just, you know, the players are different in the uniform, but the uniform's still the uniform. I mean, sure. I think it's just Utica needs to get over that kind of, you know, you need to beat them. Whoever's right, on the right. ice, just you need to get it done. I think last year, and I said this, you know, various times in the USCHO articles I was writing, I thought that those two were the best series of hockey of anybody. Sure. And, you know, if you watch, if you just look at the stats of all three games, I mean, all of them, it was overtime, won't double overtime. I mean, you can't really get any better. So, I thought those two – I mean, obviously, Nazareth last year, they were a lot older than they are now. But um, I just – it's one of those about getting over the hump and just getting that mental of beating that team, even though they're different players, just beating that team behind the jersey. Yeah. And it's it's Nazareth's conference at the moment, and Utica, it's their opportunity to take it. But, you know, like, it just all depends. It, it, on paper, Utica should probably get them just because – you know, disparities of, of just veteran sure, players, sure. but you know, who knows? It's again, you just got to get over the hump and sometimes that just works in weird ways. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely the team that they've got to get by. Uh, those games, by the way, looking at it right now, uh, they're at home uh, for Utica and those are on January 27th and the 26th. So I had that a little bit backwards, but that's okay. Uh, and, and, of course, those two being the best teams in the conference, naturally, uh, Nazareth is number one. They got four first-place votes in the UCHC uh, preseason poll. and uh, I'm sorry, they got seven. And Utica is number two with four first-place votes. Uh, and like the men, they did a players to watch. And for the, uh, for the Pioneers, uh, goaltender Angela Hawthorne and forwards Erica Sloan and Carolyn Whitney are the players to watch. Jordy. Who else do you think could be on that list? And tell us a little bit about those three, if you would. So Hawthorne has had, I mean, that's a name you hear a lot. 
with her being in goal and doing what she did last year, obviously you still have those couple teams that are a thorn in the side. But between her her and Sloan and the rest of the, such an, a well-developed and older team, there shouldn't be much worry. I mean, obviously Nazareth will always be a thorn in the side. It's literally a reverse of the men's team. And it will always be a reverse of the men's team at the moment. Of, But it's still a battle. And... Right now, I don't have a specific player to watch, but it's just the whole team in general because it's so – there's that experience there that the men's team had last year, and it's like you don't pick out one guy, you pick out the whole team. Right. Right. And this is, and you know what? The, the Pioneers are very much a team that's going to roll four lines. Uh, they, they don't have to really lean on any one particular line. So, I mean, that's always an advantage for them. Um, and, again, like I said, with that solid core minus Santula returning – uh, it, it does, guys. It feels like this is the year. If they're going to do it, this is it right here. So not to put any pressure on them or anything, but I'm just saying that it, the, it looks like the stars are lining up correctly. Let's just put it that way. Um, any closing thoughts on the Utica Pioneers women's hockey team? Um, I will say, though, when you mentioned uh, the Hamilton head coach being filled, I'm glad that uh, she got it because I – said that's the likely case in my article so that that checks out yes you did there you go <laughs> yeah um so no glad to see that but i think that'll be an interesting game i mean i'm glad um i think it's it i'm glad on for utica's sake if we're they're getting the games at home because i think that'll for nazareth because i just right. think that'll especially help them in terms of you know getting over that mental hurdle versus if it's in naz you don't really know sure um for a multitude of reasons, but it, it should be an, it, it should be a fun time. And um, no, I mean, they, they have all the pieces. It just depends if they put it together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun season. So before we go, I want to give you guys the opportunity to let the listeners know just what it is that you're up to. Now, Jordy, I know that you got other podcasts and YouTube channels and all that going on. So tell us a little bit about it. So, Obviously, I mean, right now I'm kind of paused on the football stuff right now because it's the swing of hockey season and midterms just ended. But once that's good, um, everything should start flowing. I have a project that I just finished this morning and more on the way. But, I mean, that project should be out by tomorrow night because the game is at 7. I think I'm going to schedule it for like 6.30. But I, I have to do final checks and everything else. But once that's good to go, it will be out. Awesome. Yeah, make sure you get your homework done in between that, too. So don't forget about that. <laughs> yep. Uh, Chris, I know you, you've got a million things going on, of course, with uh, with D, D3 Hockey News, uh, the USCHO. you got your podcast and the Full 60. Tell us a little bit about when all that's coming back. Uh, yeah, the Full 60. That's We're just trying to get some schedules figured out and just because that's, you know, friend who films you know he works he works full-time and everything so we're just trying to get that all kind of sorted we've got some places in mind um we're gonna we're looking at i'm not sure if he'll be able to do it or if we'll be able to the stonehill game for utica i'm not sure we'll we'll figure that out but we'll we'll get to utica we're looking to at least the season for that and it's honestly those are just kind of tough to we're going to try to get them pre-planned out. It's just with so many factors falling in, it's kind of just, you know, not last minute, but it's it's not as planned out as far as you'd think. So um, we're looking at that. And then, yeah, I mean, just USCHO and the the G3 stuff. I mean, I'm 
no, we're just expanding a little bit and it's, it's a lot, you know, we got that, we got school, some internships and, you know, we're, we're moving along, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there isn't much free time. I w- like I said in a tweet, I wouldn't change it though. I mean, I wouldn't change having the busy season by any means, but um, yeah, that's, it's, it, it's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. But it is the most wonderful time of the year. I, I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it again. Uh, where are we going to find you on the socials? Uh, D and then three eyes and then hockey news. It's, um, as I've said many, many times, it's a very creative name, D three hockey yeah. news, um, which it kind of gets straight to the point, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's pretty much that that's, that's the name of every platform, Twitter, Instagram, um, Spotify, YouTube, and, um, yeah, no, the spot phase because I had to change it the other day. So, yeah, it's all the same, and it's all the links are in the bios, and it's pretty much where we're at. We're, we're seeing where it goes, and I'll be I'll be with the CNY Hockey Report this Friday. So, we'll that's awesome. That. We're so glad to have you aboard too. And speaking of the CNY Hockey Report, uh, you can find it cnyhockeyreport.com. You can find us all over the socials, and you're really going to want to pay attention to our socials because starting tonight we have a contest. We have two. Utica Pioneers men's season tickets to give away. So pay attention to the socials to find out how you can get in on that. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. I appreciate it. This is uh, this is going to be a fun season, and I'm so glad that you guys could be a part of our uh, preview show. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, anyways, I'm Scott Kimball for Dave the Save Warner, Jordan Brockway, and Chris Sugar. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on the Central New York Hockey Report. Mm-hmm. <laughs>